is Shayna and Chris, and we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, as always, welcome to the Bad Queers Club. All right. So this week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have bottom. Bottom. Bottom is someone who takes a more submissive role during sex. When used in a sentence, Becca is obviously a bottom when it comes to sex with her girlfriend, Chloe. Bottom. Why is, why is Becca obviously a bottom? Well, uh, I don't know, personally. I don't know Becca, but I would assume that Becca doesn't strap anything to herself. She's not mm. doing so many uh, aggressive things in the bedroom. Aggressive. Aggressive. I yeah. like how high-pitched your voice got for that, too. You're like, yeah. Oh, is, that, is that what I'm... She's up there. I think that's what I'm... Doing the things. With that. Yeah, she's doing things. Maybe just not, not the most aggressively in the bed. Right. She's not leading. There we are. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. There we are. We yeah. don't want people who are tops to feel like they were aggressive, you know. Yeah, that's better. See, and that's why my voice raised there. You know, I needed, I needed to throw up and see what you felt about it. And I think we both have landed on leading. Yeah. So I like um, that. You threw me for a loop. I don't know Becca. So that's I just why. I just didn't know if that was a person or somebody you knew. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, Becca, let me learn no, about you. It What's is happening. Just a sentence. Okay. Just a sentence. Got it. And I just wanted to deep dive in that. No, shout out to the Beccas and Chloe's, you know, yeah. all of them. But Chloe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, my bad queer dictionary word is uncork the pork. That is filthy <laughs> you don't even know what it is yet until i read it uncork the pork so is, excuse me excuse me i would like to read my definition please thank you is removing a person's tampon in order to insert another sexual item into that area that you remove the tampon from this could be a finger or a dildo or something along those lines used in a sentence and this is a direct quote from the We're Having Gay Sex podcast. So shout out to y'all because I said I would do it. And here we are. Uh, she said she was on her period and I said, fuck it and pulled out her tampon. I did. I uncorked the pork. Let me tell you something right now, Shad. <laughs> this is a wholesome, queer Christian <laughs> program that we're putting together. Who's and Christian? that is just... Ugh. I want to be somebody. Honestly, that, that is very visual. <laughs> You gotten very visual and I wasn't ready for it. Look, you go into Webster's Dictionary and they put out the information. And this was a phrase that was new to me. I feel like it was new to you, which means it's new to our listeners. Very very new to me. And wow. So you're welcome because now we're educating the people. And even the way you said educating is like you, (laughs) you really held it on the edge right there you just what a filthy show that's we're what running. happens that's what happens when you uncork the pork <laughs> show i am so offended right now i am so offended honestly i am gonna write a letter man who are you writing it to you're gonna write it to me i'm not gonna tell you who i'm writing it to but you will be a part of that letter i'm sorry i just honestly just the filth on this show. This show is that is quickly going downhill. <laughs> filth you brought into this episode. I'm actually great. Thank you. My oh, God. Man. I'm so happy I actually committed to doing this. Like, my God. It was almost like I dared myself in the comments of their post when I saw it. And mm. now that I've done it. Oh, man. I'm like, you know Shout what? Shout out to the We're Having Gay Sex podcast. My Y'all. gosh. Thank you for bringing us this moment. <laughs> I hope, I hope we can home. collaborate soon so that we can continue to have these high quality discussions filled with quality content. That's so cool. visual. So visual. You're welcome. It's just, it was not my sentence. I just sourced it. My God. So you're welcome. Uh, and on that note, it's time to hear about the stories we don't get to hear. It's queer news time. And unfortunately... Unlike how we began, this is a slippery slope downhill because this was a shitty week. What a terrible week. For queer news. So we're going to make the decision for you and start with the positive story because it is only one. There is only one positive story in this. (laughs) And we're going to start there and then uh, take you through the rest. But you can't say that you weren't warned. So to start, Germany. 
just banned gay conversion therapy. Lawmakers think it should go even further, which is amazing because they started off with basically banning conversion therapy for minors. So anybody who's under the age of 18 and lawmakers think it should go up to 26, potentially up to 27. This all happened uh, last Thursday, the German parliament, the Bundestag. Mm. Mm. Ooh, wow. Right? Look at me Yeah. Uh, They passed a ban on ex-gay therapy for minors, punishing anyone who offers the widely debunked practice of psychological torture with one year in prison or a fine of a hefty $32,000. That is right. $32,000. So first of all, this is huge in itself because for a country to make this a nationwide ban is amazing. Mm -hmm. I also love that they already were like, oh yeah, we passed this first bit, but we're gonna we're gonna up the ante on ourselves. It's like, oh, I'm already the best, so I'm gonna be even better. I think there's only four other, three or four other countries that have rulings that are even close to this level of what they've done. Um, but I also want to rewind just in case people aren't sure like what conversion therapy is. It's basically a made up practice. It says pseudoscientific in the definition. I can. It's a made up practice where people try to change an individual's sexual orientation from anywhere on the LGBTQ plus spectrum back to heterosexual. And they use all sorts of crazy like psychological or spiritual interventions. So this is why you see a lot of it happening in churches or in those type of religious groups. Um, But a lot of the acts are aggressive. There is no proven science of any of this that works. And it mainly just leaves LGBTQ plus people in the wake of like, an emotional mental health tornado along with an earthquake of traumatic issues that they now have to continue to experience for their lives because that is the space that somebody has put them in. And when you do that to minors, that's just a whole nother level of mental and traumatic experiences that you have to deal with. So some of the things that can happen during conversion therapy are like telling somebody not to masturbate to have them like rigorously exercise, study the Bible, or trying to like get them to reframe their desire into more heterosexual understandings, or doing stuff where it's like, don't shake hands with somebody who's the same sex because you might get turned on, or have them beat with a pillow, or don't cuddle with, or they'll have them like cuddle platonically with another man and like do all these things. It's, it's a whole bunch of just fucked up practices that they go through and do, and people put their children into this area because they hope that they will just scare them straight once again. And so I am very happy that Germany has taken this stance. I love that they're already trying to step up on this stance, but they've gotten it out there so that this whole group of young adolescents can be helped and don't have to go through this or else there's going to be punishment. And that is a great step in progress. So yeah. go Germany. I was going to say, shout out to Germany for putting up real actual like punishment for it. Like you going to jail or there being a fine associated with it, you know, like actually just taking those steps and those being like <clears throat> the first of like many steps to just letting people know, like, we're going to come back and we're going to make this even tougher for you to continue to do these like crazy, you know, irrational it's not, I, therapy doesn't even go along with that, but I know it's, yeah, it's gay conversion therapy. Um, yeah, just stopping people from doing that. So shout out to Germany for just the way. Yes. But, yeah. Some good news. Yeah. No, That's all I, was, I, had a, I had a joke there, but I was like, no, not going there. Um, anyways, oh, to the bad news. Um, over the weekend, uh, we lost a queer icon, Richard Wayne. Pennyman, known to everybody as Little Richard. Uh, Little Richard was a rock and roll pioneer who um, passed away this past Saturday of bone cancer, um, a long uh, battle with bone cancer. And, you know, for the kiddos, he inspired a generation of music legends. At this point, by the time you hear this episode, you've um, heard Tutti Frutti and some of the other songs that he made. But he really literally inspired a generation of music legends from James Brown to Jimi Hendrix, Rolling Stones, uh, the Beatles, Elton John, Prince for sure, and, and more. Um, was immensely talented, but it was really his showmanship and his just flamboyant personality and performance style that really stuck out. And I remember the first time even seeing little Richard being a kid, being kind of 
a little terrified, but just so enamored by just like this person. <laughs> I was just like, who is this? Like, I just want to know who this person is. Because it was just a little scared, but like terrified in such a good way where it was just like, oh my God, like who is this being and all that. Um, bit bit of a sad feeling as a Black queer person because I think looking back on his life and even though he did uh, admit to being uh, openly gay, he was super religious and that is such a big friction point and just a really complicated history with you know, the church in the queer community as is, but especially in the black community. So uh, for this man to have come up in a time uh, where you had to wear two masks and you had to be very uh, careful about who you were, I think he did. I, I, I'm sad to think that he wasn't able to be his full self or um, reach like maybe the true potential of his greatness for racial reasons and for, um, you know, homophobic reasons, you know, um, even though, um, again, he did live openly, uh, he did have conflicting views about sexual orientation. And um, I think a lot of that is rooted in the Bible where in, in the black community, especially you really have to choose between the two. And I think he did make his decision, but, you know, I just think it's great. The, the bittersweet part is that, you know, it's exposure and it's a reminder to everybody in a time that can accept both of his identities and say it out loud, like to really honor that this guy was immensely talented, all of his sons and grandchildren in like music that he birthed, you know, paid homage and yeah, just wanting, hoping that, you know, more of us can safely live an open, open life, especially our, our queer icons that of all races, but especially persons of color, just because it's, it's, it is, it is more complicated because of the racial element and just in fighting with, with someone who looks just like you and it just still being tough sledding in, in our community. So I just hope that it gets better, you know, from this, like even I, just knowing how like my grandma thinks or uh, someone else, they would be okay with someone that they're, they feel comfortable with in the same way that, uh, you know, some people do that with other biases. Um, it has to be somebody famous. It has to be somebody talented for them right. to accept it. So. You know, this is, unfortunately, you know, the passing obviously is, and he lived a full life, 87 is a full life, but hopefully people can uh, accept him for a, a Black queer icon that he is. Um, yeah. So that was my, that was bittersweet over the weekend. Like, again, yeah, he definitely 100%. lived a long life, but you know. And even the times when I think about him, a lot of the times uh, it was, you know, especially when I was younger, it was the guest starring on the Sesame Streets and mm -hmm. things like that. And just to see this character come through and that's literally what he was. He was a character. Mm -hmm. he, he lived this part. And it's so crazy to think back on how much he was so unapologetic about himself. Mm -hmm. But then to see that, yes, times were different and beliefs were different and the way things were. And for somebody to be so unapologetic about themselves, but to also have these battles of having to pull back and forth between your identities i hate how much it has to separate between being black and being gay like yeah it's so yeah. shitty and i just to feel him have to go through that during that time but then to still thrive in who he was to the public it's just it's so impressive and we definitely yeah. lost an icon well said thank you and uh we're not leaving that whole whole theme yeah just in the that, sadness just, just in, in the it. sadness in the sadness so my story news is not really officially of like updating news but it's kind of a comparison so it's almost like an opinion piece so mm -hmm. i'm gonna add that you know new york mm -hmm. times does that health post does on. that yeah on, new little so, segment here think, so, right <laughs> surprise segment no, but sure, oh thank, you. thank you hopefully no more uncorking port you know. this is this is what you're gonna bring up yeah still offended is that phil are you still offended go ahead it's all right <laughs> okay so this week we had another death in the lgbtq plus community specifically around a trans woman of color named nina pop uh she was stabbed to death in her apartment and she is the 10th trans person killed this year in the u.s in 2020 and is also the fifth known violent death this month all 
of those five were all trans women of color. Also this week was uh, the video was released of Ahmaud Arbery's death that happened about two months ago. And his case was brought to light after a video surfaced of his murder while jogging while black. Both of these deaths, one that happened two months ago, one that happened literally yesterday uh, from the time that we were recording, have gotten two very big differences in how they're highlighted and how people are sharing their outrage and how they're fighting for these people. And it's always been a thing that when tying over to what I just said about Little Richard and you have to identify with your blackness and then you have to identify with your queerness is almost two separate things. It's so crazy to me to have gone through and seen all of Ahmad's photos all over my Instagram as soon as this came out. And the only time that I saw Nina Pop's image come up was either in conjunction with his death from queer artists and activists and celebrities or just from the trans community and the people that I follow on Instagram. And it's so crazy to me to think how separate we have our identities and how much our support shifts to specific areas when it comes to identities. And in my opinion, our outrage and our support needs to be more intersectional. Because off of that story, how many of you even realized the stats of uh, murders that happened to trans women of color? And this isn't new. If you compare it to last year and the year before, that number is just continuing to grow. And, you know, we go and we have to support all of the Black men in the previous couple of years that have also been shot from the Trayvon Martins to the Eric Garners and all of those people. And, you know, our outrage turns into action. So what happens when that outrage becomes intersectional? It makes it so that these things can't be ignored and we have to be able to drive attention for those whose voices we can no longer hear. So we have to mourn each of these people. We have to honor each of these people and we have to fight for each of these people. I don't want to say that any one death is more important than another, but something... I, it's like I say terrible or I say this or I say and it just doesn't feel like it's enough but something outrageous and mm-hmm. upsetting and crazy is happening with our trans sisters as well as our black community and we need to be able to show this outrage for all intersectional parts of our identities and not just separate it into the things that I'm comfortable advocating for everybody kind of deserves this advocateness advocateness Advocacy? Advocacy, thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. With this, and I just think that we don't need to isolate our identities into specific bubbles. We need to be able to show up and fight for our community, all shades, all identities, all of our people, because the Black community especially is already getting attacked enough, and we don't need to isolate ourselves into the areas of the things that we can accept. So that's my opinion piece for this week. Thank you. And at the end of the day, both of these things have always happened and continue to happen. And they are intersectional. Like, you know, it, it bugs me out anytime, you know, you do talk to somebody from our community that will stop short of, you know, supporting somebody who's black and queer um, in their rights or just anything that happens to them. Like it's, it's a huge difference in coverage and, um, and even just talks with people like it's, you know, how many trans women have to die for people to do something within our community, the black community, but just in general, like, I mean, it's, they're killed by the same thing. It's just hate. It's Mm -hmm. human hate. It's irrational fears. It's, you know, um, it's all that. So, you know, it, it, it is interesting that we still haven't, and I say this as a woman, um, that we haven't moved away from like it being all about the, the, the man that's murdered, especially in our black community. Like it has been years of that. Like Sandra Bland did not get the same attention as some of these other cases. And although I don't want it to develop into that, I want people to remember that, you know, other people are just as affected by police brutality. It's not just 
you know, the queer people you know that are, you know, afraid to go outside. There's so many more people that just live in constant fear of their life. And, you know, we have to pay attention to all sides of those things because it's very preventable, all of these things. Um, but, you know, here they continue to persist and they've never stopped. So either any of that kind of violence, um, whether it is like racial violence or transphobic or homophobic violence, like it, it's never stopped. It, you know, so we could address that. We, we definitely have the power to address that now and more Absolutely. understanding and all that. Absolutely. So I, I don't know if I want to go into this last story, Shana. I think we might punt this one because what? No, we got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll cover one side of it. I'll cover one side of it. Just, uh, just a report today uh, that South Korea is tracing a new coronavirus outbreak and focusing on queer clubs. Um, They just recently um, eased some of their shelter-in-place restrictions and um, have started to investigate um, just queer clubs and, um, I guess, outing people. Shana, you know a little bit more about that one side of kind of more about South Korea and, like, their government and how it is taboo um, to be a queer person in South Korea. But what are Mm -hmm. they doing specifically to target people? Yeah, no. They they literally, because one of like the key thing that happened was that there was an outbreak at one queer club and that sparred a whole bunch of other outbreaks. Um, and it just happened to be at a queer club. And so now they're like, we have to go and target all of these queer people who are at this club and are basically like threatening to out all of these people. They're trying to track them down via dating apps, uh, which is why apps like her, which makes me very happy that we aren't launched in every country around the world because we know what ways that people will use our apps. And until we get safety first, like we're not going to do that. And they're jumping into these dating apps and trying to find these people and get them so that they can do whatever they're going to do. But basically it's a shitty way of tracking and you all were leading the way South Korea and helping us out with figuring out what coronavirus was doing. And here's one slip up that happens when you let people back into the same space, but you decide to target this club. And I'm like, I feel like there had to have been other places that this happened. Yeah. And other groupings that happened, but they're just like, this one, we're going to get this one. Make yeah. look bad. And that's where it's like kind of uncomfortable because I feel like in the same way South South Korea was a model of like, oh, this is how you should treat this. And this is how you should ease restrictions, which by the way, is just, it's, it really at this point is dumb that we're easing any restrictions. Like we know nothing about this virus still. We have no vaccine. Clearly it's going to, we're going to spike again as far as, or you're going to see spikes in a lot of these cities and, and everywhere, but it is a little alarming by a little, a lot that, you know, other countries that are also um, unfriendly to queer folks and their queer citizens might use this too, like where they can pretty much target queer clubs and, and everything, you know, because I, I'm, I am, I would be willing to bet that there are other outbreaks in breeder locations in Mm -hmm. South Korea, but focusing on the queer clubs and making that a part of like the media reports that just leave, you know, that uh, infiltrate everything and leave uh, that country. Like now people are looking at that and like looking at that as a way to me to further discriminate. Like it's hard enough for us queer folks already, but Mm -hmm. to have like a, you know, kind of a, almost a template for other countries to discriminate and start with us. Yeah. Is alarming. Like, yeah. And there's already articles out about the facts that the LGBTQ plus community is getting hit really hard with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need this narrative. Nope. To be shared out to the world so that people are like, Oh, well, here's another thing that the queer community is doing that exactly. we shouldn't support them for. Like, no, we do not need this narrative in life and the fact that you all decided to lift restrictions. And of course people are going to go clubbing and of course people are going to want to be around each other and get all nasty freaky on each other. And now you want to sit and switch that narrative to be like, here's what we are actively doing to keep this safe. Like, no, 
you didn't have the right things in place. Like you handled it when it was exploding. Now that things are simmering down, you turned your back a little bit. You let your child run around a little bit. Then they got (laughs) hurt and that's what happened. Like, no, let the fact that you made a mistake on like the types of things that you should have been sheltering in place for be the narrative and just own it. Because as people start lifting, this is going to continue to happen because we haven't established what works, what doesn't. So not on the queer people of South Korea. Yeah. And just, you know, if you can, and as a reminder, please stay in as much as you can. We do not know enough about this disease. The only things we do know is that it is highly contagious and that um, enough people have died, guys, from it. Like, don't, you know, if you safely can stay inside, like, try to do that at all costs. We just don't know enough about this virus. Like, I'm not all for, like, oh, okay, like, signs have been proven. Let's open things up. No, it's been like 60 days. Like, that's really nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's not. Like, we we don't know anything about any of this. Like, you know, it's it's still too early. And again, like, it's a thing of... um, well, you know, in our community, it's like peeping game. Like I, I peep game. Like I see what <laughs> South Korea is doing. You could, see, you know, other countries are going to do that. You, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as things lift, it's going to be harder for queer folk. It's going to be harder for black folk. It's going to be harder for any POCs and marginalized groups. Nobody's like going to talk this, about an outbreak at Whole Foods at all. I said it at all. I said it. it. <laughs> That's hilarious. No one is though, right? Like you're not going to be like, yeah. It's just not going to happen. And even if it did, it would be a story for one day. And that's it. And that's it. It's going to go like this is, yeah. Like, don't, let's not turn this into what we know you guys could turn that into. I'm talking to the breeders with this. Don't do this. Do not do this. And everybody just stay safe if you can. I mean, because it's tough being in indoors where you might live with somebody who is hostile and live with someone who is dangerous. And that's definitely going on. But if you can, my goodness, like, try not to not to run right into these uh easing restrictions and regulations so yeah that's uh that's all i have for this shitty week you know just uh shitty week and by the way when i said uncork the cork or what is it uncork Un- the pork the pork uncork the pork yes and i said filth don't want to shame anybody i mean the only thing that stops a period is a sentence but uh, yeah, I just could not, I could not believe you brought this to the show. I did not know what you were going to say no. until shortly uh, when we press record. So you're that welcome. is, you're welcome. I see. I pe- no, Look, I peep game. You're- I see things on the horizon. I just need to ready myself for your, your filth. Your filth is what you I don't know. You don't know. You could bring ready myself some for. filth in this as well. Like, I don't I know, know, I don't I know your choices. I and- might. People out there have been waiting for a phrase that explains what they feel when it comes to that. And we've just provided it to them. We've provided a resource, an understanding, and a normalization of the fact that this does happen. And period sex is great sex. So, whoop, there it is. There it is. So, we are going to roll right into our advice segment. Uh, Am I a bad queer? Uh, send your questions to badqueerspod at gmail.com or you can DM us at badqueerspod on IG. That new little tidbit there. So, all right, let's see what we have this week. A lot of anonymous. I understand, guys. I understand. Um, anonymous has asked, am I a bad queer if I'm still in love with my ex of four years? Honestly, I want her back so badly but she's in a relationship and I can't get over her. Yes, I still follow on social media. We stayed good friends briefly. And I guess that is what keeps me going. It mm. sure is. It, mm. There it is. That, that is that that's been, the driver. That that's is it. it. That's, we that's found, a, all right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's pack it up. Um, <laughs> but we broke up because at the same time she moved and now we are back in the same area. And I always wonder what if. Do I keep fighting for this or should I move on? Anonymous. Anonymous. Uh, name anonymous. I want to name anonymous. What's in your heart? What's in your heart, friend? In my heart. My heart is Beth. Beth. Because Beth. that's a Beth thing. 
That is a Beth thing to do. Beth, um, you have not given yourself enough time to see if you could even be over this person. Like you have been along for all of those four years. Mm-hmm. You have not checked out <laughs> from your ex at all. Mm-hmm. The continued conversations and being friendly. Your ex has had their cake and has eaten it all um, too. But you can't, you cannot, you can't stay in this kind of situation. I think you should just move on from it. I think it's been a long enough. If something were to start again, it would have happened. Beth, you got to get out of this. You're not a bad queer. This happens. It's happening literally at the second. Um, I don't know the statistics, yeah. but got to be in the thousands for us I, queer folks. Because I was just thinking like, especially now we're stuck at home. Yeah. You're that's still on just, social media? What if they are quarantining together and you're watching, what if they're posting like cute, like quarantine photos and you're just sitting here watching it, hoping that you're going to get back together. Yeah. Like that's like watching a reality TV show and knowing that the main character is not going to get back together with the other person. Yeah. You just reality TV showed yourself, Beth. Yeah. And then the cardinal rule, you cannot still be following her on social media. That is just... That bitch. Just, it's a great button. And you will be so happy. You will be so happy. Honestly, you might have maybe a week of withdrawals where you're just, but honestly, it's, you're going to have a better, better feeling logging yeah. onto your socials. Honestly, like you need to, you need to put some things in place to help you with this. You do mm-hmm. need to block her. Mm-hmm. You need to make it really hard to find and follow this person. But yes, above all, you need to move on. Like it's, Please it's too do. long. But um, you're not a bad queer. You are queer this this is us i mean this is this is this is our bread and butter this is like the break off of the actual this is us show when they might be yeah honestly (laughs) honestly like i was like you know this is part for the course for us it's happening right now yeah that is true well good luck beth but move on block button girl wish you the best block and move on yes Uh, our next one comes from tisha Tisha says, am I a bad queer? More so, am I a bad stud if I expect my girl to cook and clean? Oh, shit. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, hold on. I got to finish. Stop it. I got to finish. Don't get us in trouble. Yeah. She's going to get us in trouble. Um, I know that this seems a bit dated. Oh, I'm glad you recognize that. But this is what I want from a woman. I'm fine with roles, and I have always fit into these categories of being able to do more of the handiwork but want to come home to a good meal and a clean house. Oh my God. I only think it's fair, but all of these new ways of thinking are moving away from these roles and that is outside my comfort zone. I'm ready for whatever feedback y'all have. Thanks, Tisha. Well, that means you know that we were about to read you to filth. Tisha. All right. So, first of all, yeah, sure, sure are. Sure fucking are. Absolutely. Yes, because my dear Keisha, if you know, this makes me feel like I'm talking to a dude right now. Like I'm about to like get gangster. Like I'm talking to some guy who just had the audacity to come up to me and say some shit where he was just like, yeah, my wife comes home and does this and does whatever. And I'm just like, (laughs) bruh, bruh. Like, no. So I feel like I'm just going to picture that I'm talking to some cis dude that expects my girl. I'm sorry. First of all, if you're dating somebody, you were dating a woman. You're not dating a girl. Mm, okay. That's number one. First of all. Second of all, you don't know what your woman can do in terms of skills. Like I'm the person who builds all the things in my relationship. And the only reason I'm not allowed to cook is because I'm not great at it. Mm, that was but, number two. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. I appreciate it. Might not be at three. No, I, hype me up. Hype me I just want to hype you up. Yeah. That's fine. I just want to let them know. But it's like... No, like, okay, I'm going to assume that because you said this is like your old school way of thinking that either you are older and or you are from, I'm going to think U.S. based, that you are from the South, like a classic old school state of things. And no, like, unless that's what you all have actively established in your relationship, like if it, but it doesn't sound like it sounds like you're single and this could probably be the reason why, because sometimes, yes, that's what's going to happen, but it's not out of an expectation it's out of the fact that you both have created a schedule and a commitment and all these i feel like i'm going off task chris please answer this i can't i'm just i was just no you were (laughs) i know you were just listen 
the the expect part of this yes. is where you fucked up. That's where you. That's fucked where up. you fucked up. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was. That's where I was you about fucked to go up. On the tangent of all the things you that got in all in trouble with that. All of us, <laughs> from diet stud to stim to shining seat, we've all gotten in trouble. Oh my god! Your expectations. Yeah. No. If you guys have that agreement, ask. You know, have at it. Obviously, that's, that's um. You are a bad stud. No, actually. Excuse me, you're on par for what studs are, but if you want to be a part of changing the image, <laughs> <of studs, laughs> I felt the you emotion. Ever want us to, right. If you ever want to turn it around for us, um, anyways, <laughs> you're a bad queer for this. Yeah, that's you, you know, oh, you man. know better. You ding, should ding, know ding. better. And you know what? I, I told you before this, I didn't want to get on studs again. I was like, I'm really heavy handed with the studs and just all that, like the diet studs. And, but then here you go, Tisha, with the, expect like come on like no and then how do we know you're handy Mm. how do we know you're taking care what if you're not good at the other things what if your shelves are off center oh my god what if the bookshelf rocks oh my hmm do you want to be that person talk about it thinks that you could put all these things together talk about it what if your lines are crooked when you mow the lawn Hmm? i just need to know because my lines is crisp Okay. And I just want you to know this. But yeah, no, you you said it. You said it and that yes. And also this is like I think the first time that Chris has come directly with saying that somebody's a bad queer and mm-hmm. not had to retract her statement. Not. So that's how bad of a queer you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more so in my bad stud. No. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't bring us in this <laughs> and the stud are the things right. that are taking Chris right now and how dare you? <laughs> My goodness, expectations. How I'm really dare. happy that you said you're ready for whatever feedback y'all have because that just gave me permission to yeah, pop thank off. You for, look, thank that you for it. sending this. Thank you for being a doll with this. This is this has been great. This is that was it. honestly we all needed. That was a good time. There's a lot of people who think like you, mm. um, so we needed to we needed to uh, shed some light. Thank you so much. You are a bad queer. Yes. Um, next one is from Jasmine. Jasmine asks. Am I a bad queer if I am not open to forgiving my girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <I'm> like, <laughs> you're not bad, but you will not get through it. Right? Um, she made a huge mistake in our relationship and we are trying to work through it. It's hard to continue to think back to what she did whenever I get upset. I don't want to put her mistake on blast, but it was big enough that I want to leave. But we are engaged and I don't want to just give up that easily and I move forward Jasmine I mean you know what the funny thing is is she says girlfriend but she admits that they're engaged so that means she's not even wanting to call her a fiance right now because that's how mad she is you know sometimes it's just in the first sentence that's it (laughs) sometimes it is in that lead sentence you're right that was it forgiving my girlfriend you don't even look at her as a fiance in in you love her so much. You did not want to put her on blast. I felt that through this little paragraph here. Yeah, this whole paragraph was rocking a hard place. That you're not even calling her fiance anymore. Then I, I think that you guys should definitely try to work it out. Maybe with a therapist, if you want to Jasmine, if you truly want to, if it's not motivated by, you know, money or you feel this obligation or you've taken this ring and all these other things or any of the other backing out of engagement stuff that you don't want to do maybe there's a you know there's property involved there's a lot of things that make it hard to but if you know in your heart of hearts that a your girlfriend fiance is going to do this again and b you don't want to be with her and married to her then you know you got to get out now so i mean that's really just it that's it that's really I, it. There's I nothing mean, else to add on to that. I, I said my piece. I was like, you yeah. called a girlfriend and then you admitted you were engaged. You want to yeah. work through it, but you don't want to yeah. put her on blast. I feel like you are in a solid rock and a hard place yeah. right now with your feelings. Yeah. Therapy's and I wonder great. if it's like it. I mean, we're going to assume that she cheated, but maybe she cheated fantastically, like just <laughs> really big and over the top where it's just like, good God. Like, it's not even just a normal like, oh, we could get past it. Kind of you thing. said she did fantastic. Like just wow. wow, you went through all of it. Like some of it, you're like hurt, but you're also like 
a little just like, wow, that was actually pretty crafty of her to do like, like that, like where it's yeah. like, it's a little fantastic to be honest, but um, it sounds like it might be that mm-hmm. because cheating is something you can get past. You can, it's going to take a while and you could certainly work through this. Um, but I think, you know, whether you would trust her again or not. I think you know that right now. Yep. So yeah, Jasmine, not a bad queer. Wow. All right. Well, once again, uh, thank you for sending in your bad queer advice questions to us. Again, you can send your questions in to badqueerspod at gmail.com to be featured. You can also DM us at badqueerspod on Instagram. We do answer our DMs and you'll get one of the two of us. So it's always a fun time in there. Now, as we shift over, because what type of queers would we be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? I love today's segment and it is going to be great. Chris, I'm going to allow you to start first, please. I bet you do. (laughs) Um, Mine is really quick. It's just an absurd update on my previous bad queer opinion. Um, This may conflict, conflict with my previous statement about the pride flag design. It really shouldn't because it still stands. But I just wanted to note that I do prefer the rainbow emoji over the pride flag emoji. Um, I know there are a lot of bigger things going on in the world, but I just want to point out that the rainbow emoji is a better queer emoji than the pride flag. Like the pride flag isn't even near the top of like the best queer emojis, Uh you know, and that's Uh honestly just another reason to change it. It's another reason to change it at this point. So, I was with you for the first part because it made sense. Like, you don't like the pride mm-hmm. flag? You're not going to use the pride flag emoji. Mm-hmm. But then you say that the rainbow is still a better queer emoji. You know, these are the only things that we have to work with right now <laughs> to identify. <laughs> and I just want to point out that the pride flag is not even better than the rainbow emoji. Like, it's not even the best queer emoji out there. And that further... To me, to me, uh huh, the indicator that we need to change it. I feel like that was a roundabout way of not admitting how the rainbow still fits into the queer community, but then the rainbow pride flag. And you know what? I th- I'm glad you said that because I feel like that's a that's a FAQ with this, you know. <laughs> and I want to say I have nothing against. I want to go on record and say that I don't have anything against rainbows. Uh huh. Like at all. Like this it's, is. This is the the great, honestly. And, and I don't have a problem with a lot of colors. Like I love the Care Bears. I was fine with Teletubbies. I, I'm okay with things being different colors. I just don't think the pride flag is the best flag for the most creative people Mm -hmm. ever to see this earth. I think we could do a better job, but the rainbow emoji Right. Better than the pride flag emoji. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. It's It's one of those things. Absurd update on my previous bad queer opinion. You labeled it as the absurd update. Yeah. I mean, there are times I see people having to battle between whether they're picking between rainbow and whether they're picking between flags. And yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that as a poll. Poll this. I mean, I think it's. See which people, which thing people use most. Is it the rainbow emoji or pride flag emoji? And we're going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be great. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. If people could have seen your face as you mm-hmm. said that, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. My uh, unpopular queer opinion this week is that at no point ever in life for things are Crocs okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if this is a queer thing. We've okay. Had a hard we have week. had a hard enough week, and uh, I'm stating facts. So here we are. So. Uh, I don't know if this is even a queer thing, but I know it's a thing and I know that queer people wear them. And I actively am friends with some people who are queer and who wear Crocs. At no point are they okay. People have battled with me about the comfort or the color or just how easy they are to use, et cetera. I just, at no point are Crocs okay. I stand by it. And uh, that's my point for the day. You know, originally when you wanted to bring this up, I was filled with anger. You were. And hurt. There's a lot. It is personal. And I am a proud Croc enthusiast. 
And so this is personal for me. I appreciate um, and, that you actually like people couldn't see that this happened, but I appreciate the fact that you stopped and looked down at the current Crocs that you're wearing. Because I know that what I'm about to say to you is from them, honestly. Mm. So I looked at them to give me the strength because right. they give me the strength and the comfort to be me mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. when I put them on. Mm-hmm. So Shana, I just want you to understand that you just don't understand that's <laughs> what I would tell anybody who is phobic anything as you are croc phobic. Wow. Oh, we're putting this as You're a croc phobic. Yeah. Wow. You've gone out your way with your hate. And it honestly, sometimes it's physical hate. Sometimes it's They go out hate. of their way to like advertise you, it to me. Honestly. Not here for it. And again, I, you know, I don't want to fight with you on this, but again, I want you to understand. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just, I want you to just marinate on that. You I, just turned 30. I what? Okay? okay. You just turned 30. Okay. It happened for me after I turned 30 as well. Mm-hmm. I also was crocophobic mm-hmm. for most of my life, honestly, mm-hmm. just in my 20s. I don't know when they came out. Um, openly said hateful things about Crocs. <clears throat> Sometimes on public forums. Uh, you know, I, 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 I was crocophobic until I slid my feet my 30-year-old feet into them. And my body responded by saying, wow, thank you for caring about us. Not, not just the body, just us. And everything's been aligned ever since uh, I got my Crocs. And I just think you just don't understand, but you will understand and it's fine. And I just, Nope. I just don't want you to spread this croc hate because I, nope. I too used to hate crocs. I too, I too, I'm, I want you to know I'm you. I feel like we're in like a group, a group therapy session. But you were me. I, that's what I want you to know. Like you no. were me and like, I was you. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was there. I need you to not. I honestly was there. <laughs> I know. I just, I just want you to know. I just uh-huh. want you to know that you uh-huh. know, I understand. And when right. you're ready, uh-huh. I will be there with a fresh pair of Crocs for you. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, I probably won't hug you. That would be a lot. But we could put them on together, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll share that moment. And that's all I need. I don't need anything else from you but that. I just maybe a photo. But you know, besides that asking too much already see you'll come around i won't i I feel like one of these astrology people are they're gonna read you and you're gonna one oh it's gonna fall scenario of like bringing it back to what i said about astrology yeah yeah. i you don't understand it and i i stand by this statement shana forever i was you and for always with astrology this is an astrology edition i was you oh no i don't no astrology i, I and i'm telling you it's there's it's got a lot of layers just like crocs and you i know, know that you'll open your heart to both of those things so I I don't worry about it friend wow all right don't worry about it thank you for you'll come around that into consideration i doors I are always open and the doors are always open i was like i feel like you say that as indoors as i'm like the sales will continue which i don't understand how and how so many people are buying them but Congrats to you and your relationship with your Crocs. Mm -hmm. I will not. So, all right, people, we have hit that time. What an episode today. We have have hit the things. We've hit the waves. You know that we can't can't leave you without giving a great shout out to our faves Mm -hmm. this week. So our, uh, I said our, my shout out this week. Goes to Gabrielle Union. It's a shout out for me too. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm like, Rewind. Tell, I'm like, tell her. Rewind. Rewind. We collaboratively are giving this shout. Actually, yeah, so we kind of want to. This is kind of a collaborative yeah. shout out because both of us kind of agreed on this. So yeah. I will just read our first collaborative shout out. Uh, and it's to Gabrielle Union. I think we shouted her out before with her and Dwayne Wade, as well as with how great they are parenting and mentoring Zaya Wade. Like, Recently, Gabrielle Union went on The View and basically told parents who don't support their trans kids that they're trash. She said it in a much more eloquent way. 
And I just want to fully shout her out for speaking to an audience that probably has dealt with this and didn't know how to deal with it. And now she's holding them accountable. And that makes me very happy to have parents, especially Black parents, speaking out and supporting their kids in just such an open and, again, unapologetic way where they're just like, it is what I'm supposed to do as a parent. I brought this child into this world. I need to love and support them for the journey that they're going on. Their journey is not your journey. And I think parents forget that when they see the things that they had envisioned for their kids not go that way. It's like the moment that you let that go is the moment that you get to be an amazing parent. And you just have to teach your kids how to be amazing, kind, wonderful human beings that give back to the world. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do is love your kid. That's that's love your kid. That's why you are trash. Like if honestly, it's it's just love your kid. So shout out to Gabby. That's it. That. Yes, Gab. The shout out is actually from uh, your previous shout out to George and Johnson. I am yeah. reading All Boys Aren't Blue and I can't put it down. So many highlights, so many bookmarks in my Kindle so far. It's just a really good book and just great stories in there. It's super intersectional. Um, and yeah, it's, it really is a great book. Um, so go get All Boys Aren't Blue if you haven't already. Want to shout out George M. Johnson. Because it's amazing. And I can't wait to finish it too. So, so good. So good. So good. My physical copy is on the way and I want it here now. And the only thing I've read are like the excerpts and the other things. I'm just like, I need it here physically. It's so good. That's one of the things that I like can't do is just get rid of holding a book. It took me a bit. Wow. This, there's so many layers to this. This podcast. I too was you. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it. I didn't That's even it. think. That's no, it. don't close it. I'm I, out. Goodbye, y'all. I was you. And you were me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by the Her app, the largest LGBTQ plus dating and social app for women, trans, and non-binary folks. Be sure to download the app in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our amazing soundtrack. Be sure to follow her on all platforms at Sienna Liggins and for Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm coming.